founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on our way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're doing things a little differently. We're working with our own students in our community who are deep within the process of building our own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who've stood where you are and are on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of our stories are about to share in this show. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. And with that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Hey guys, Molly here. I'm the community manager for Founder Magazine and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with one of our Start and Scale students, Wendy Poon, who's created a mum's lactation protein brand. She managed to scale in just six months to six figures. She has such an inspiring story, so let's just jump straight into it. Hi Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to sit down and speak with me. Why not start by introducing yourself and telling me a little bit about your business? Cool. Um, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Wendy. I'm the mum behind a Mama's Milk Bar. Um, in my little business, uh, we do lactation blends, which are healthy and 100% natural. And um, we also do clean protein powders at the moment, which are suitable for pregnant and breastfeeding um, women and also for kids, because um, I know a lot of parents, you know, they struggle trying to get the kids to eat and put the good stuff in them. So, yeah, we have um, a few so. Um, nutritional, you know, bases and blends to help um, families out, yeah. Incredible. And what made you get motivated to start a business like this in the first place? So actually the business has been in my head for the last four years, like ever since my son was born, he's now four, um, and I struggled with low milk supply and um, I had no idea this whole journey of being a mother where it would bring me, you know, like I thought that when I first had my baby, milk would come bursting up my boobs but no one told me just how difficult it is and I had low supply and you know my son was in hospital with jaundice and I just couldn't produce and um, there's a huge mental health aspect behind that because you've given birth to this perfect little baby and you think you're going to be able to feed it with your body that's made it and everything because they always push this idea onto you that breast milk is perfect. You're going to be, you know, able to feed, etc. And so I couldn't. And, you know, that was huge for me because, you know, you feel like a failure. Um, and during my pregnancy, you know, I, I struggled with things like trying to eat and morning sickness and stuff and um, couldn't find anything clean um, that was healthy for, you know, mom and baby, especially when you're growing something. It's that point in your life where you're really wanting to put the best into your body as you possibly can find. You know, it was probably one time in my life, you know, well, I've been pregnant twice. The two times in my life I've been the most healthiest, you know, I went for walks every day, you know, very conscious of what I put into my body. So, um, yeah, I guess I started making my own blends to try and help boost my supply. Everything out there is cookies and sweet treats, and that was about four years ago. So it wasn't until COVID last year, good old COVID, um, where, you know, you start to sort of, when that kind of stuff is happening, the world is going through this pandemic and no one knows what's happening, you know, you start to sort of reassess your life's priorities and what actually gets you up in the morning and what, you know, you're motivated by. And, um, you know, just 
the whole sort of idea of wanting to help other women through the same struggles I went through, you know, um, it's something that, you know, has always been in the back of my mind. So I was like, okay, why don't I bring out these plans and see if they might help other women? You know, I sourced my own protein, but I never did anything about it. And yeah, see what that kind of led me to. So I knew nothing about running a business. Um, you, you know, no idea where to start. Um, you know, jumped to Shopify. I knew that was a platform. And um, I don't know, you know, the magic of Facebook and Google and ads finding you, <laughs> which founder is really good at. Um, yeah, came across the founder course and away we went. Yeah. How did you find actually educating yourself about this when you were going through it all, if it was something that wasn't, I guess, really spoken about um, within women? Um, it was a lot of discovery on my end. It was a lot of um, research and talking to people from everywhere, you know, just sort of connecting with different um, different professionals in different fields. Like with the protein, we worked on that with a doctor and I had chatted to you know, a few people about it, you know. Um, I'm kind of one of those people who just really loves to drill down. You know, once I'm obsessed with the idea, I drill down to where it came from, the source, you know, and um, try to find the inner workings of, you know, how things might necessarily, you know, how things might be made, etc. Um, with the blends, um, it was, yeah, just basically a combination with, of a lot of Googling. Google is your best friend, you know, talking to mums, you know, talking to my lactation consultant, talking to my gynecologist who's very, you know, holistic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, but back then, they, these were things that I made for myself. You know, like I, I never thought that I'd actually bring them out, um, you know, to, on the market and et cetera. So, yeah, it was a lot of just self-discovery and, you know, yeah, going through something like motherhood and just learning things on the way. Like, um, you know, this wee little thing, you suddenly given this little thing and you're supposed to look after it. Like no one teaches you how to look after and keep alive this little baby, you know. They sort of just expect you to know how to bathe it and stuff like that. And, again, you just Google and watch videos. So, yeah, I guess it was just um, following that journey and just seeing where it led me and just learning along the way, you know, as you normally do, yeah. How did you go throughout that process finding and networking with the right people to kind of have your vision come to life? There's this whole industry and they have their own um, directory online and, you know, their own magazines and stuff like that. So on the directory, you can contact um, various um, suppliers, manufacturers, um, professionals, you know, in the field. Um, to, you know, and then you just pick up the phone and you just call everyone and see who's willing to talk to you, to educate you. And, you know, um, yeah, that was basically it. It was just pick, picking up the phone and going from there and starting from one place. And eventually, you know, one person leads to another person, leads to another person. And, you know, you eventually find your way around things like, you know, getting, getting your licenses to properly manufacture you find, you know, manufacturers who meet your needs and your requirements. Um, and, yeah, you, you bump into people who, you know, are able to introduce you to someone else. Like um, we built a really good relationship with a, a midwife and a lactation consultant who then endorsed us on our products. So that was a huge win. Um, and, yeah, it was just a lot of, I guess, yeah, a lot of networking, a lot of communication just between um, all kinds of people and, yeah. That's really incredible and, and I find that so interesting because you've touched upon so many, I guess, triumphs that you have to kind of go over in the, the supplement spaces and I would love to talk to you more about, you mentioned there was a few hurdles. 
we have a thing in America how you got the TGA, I mean, the FDA, sorry, and Australia got the TGA. With supplements, is there anything in New Zealand in terms of you mentioned your licensing? Was there any hurdles that you experienced along the way trying to actually get your business off the ground with those sort of supplement licenses and things like that? Yeah, so, um, I mean, where we process um, powders and stuff like that, um, you know, you have to get a food plan in place um, and then you have to, you know, have the necessary um, trainings, you know, because, you know, if, if, if I'm the one sort of in that space and I'm not trained in food, you know, I had to go through the necessary training to be qualified to be able to be in a space dealing, you know, with the blends and proteins and stuff. Um, the manufacturers that we work with, they have to be like HACCP certified um, and the council will, you know, come in and necessary authorities will come in and have a look around. Um, you know, they come to your house and then they, you know, check that everything is all good if you are sort of packing and sending. Um, and, yeah, you know, and if you work with the proper um, suppliers and manufacturers who are experts in the field, you know, they have a lot of, um, you know, the ISOs, you know, a lot of quality assurance and management um, management practices in place. Um, yeah, and it's good to get a portfolio of all their, you know, licenses and certificates and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, especially like health and safety, that's huge, you know, because you have to make sure that what you're sending out, especially to the audience that I send my stuff out to, um, is of premium quality and, you um, and that, you know, it contains ingredients that help and work for, for our mothers, yeah. It's very interesting that, you know, mentioning all of this because in the Start Scale group, we do have a lot of people that are looking to be part of the supplement space, and that is one of the questions about licensing and things like that. So I find that, you know, doing your research really helps, as you've said, and working with the right people. And I love the fact that your um, products are actually made in New Zealand. That's correct, right? Yes, that's right. Everything, it's, um, it's yeah, well... First of all, it's a bonus that obviously I'm a New Zealander and we're in New Zealand and we have such beautiful ingredients to work with, um, you know, and where possible, like our protein is New Zealand way. And a lot of protein powders on the market um, are derived from Germany. And for some reason, German whey protein is just a lot cheaper, um, you know, so we, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice to be able to work with these, like, especially these small family suppliers who are so passionate and have so much respect for the ingredients um, that are premium um, that we're able to offer up, you know, because obviously we want to have a brand that that gives its best to women, especially women at a vulnerable point in their journey, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's been really nice to, I guess, have those kind of resources. It's definitely important. I agree with that too. Do you find that having for your first business uh, the manufacturers and the connections in New Zealand has made this process a little bit easier for you as well? Um, yeah, and I think um, starting the business over COVID has made people a lot more um, welcoming um, to, you know, because I'm a small business, you know. So starting out, um, a lot of people might not want to give you the time of the day because they don't know whether you've got the market. They don't know whether you're going to meet the quantities. So it was quite fortunate that we started over COVID and people were, you know, people actually had time to us, which was really nice, um, you know, and I guess being in a smaller country, people are also willing to help and you know pass on guidance and you know feedback and and um, connecting you with others so yeah it's a really great outlook that you've had because a lot of people might see COVID as the opposite it's too hard to start a business or there's too many you know hurdles with a 
kind of think getting your supply or, or things like that with shipments. But I think it's great that you've kind of turned it on its head and you've really kind of taken the opportunity to really grow during a time where, you know, a lot of people have been put into a very difficult situation. So that's amazing. And I would love to talk to you more about your products because you actually do have quite a large range. Let's go back a little bit. What was the first product you bought out and how did that process look like coming, bringing that to life? So the first products we had was um, three proteins, which are all premium New Zealand whey proteins in vanilla and chocolate and unflavoured. Um, and then we had our three core lactation blends, which is chocolate, vanilla toffee and original. So something plain and unflavoured for the mums who might be going through gestational diabetes, etc. etc. Um, so bringing that to life, it was a lot of um, figuring out my brand and the whole brand strategy. Um, you know, what's the problem that we want to solve, that I wanted to solve, um, and sort of the differentiation, because there are a lot of supplements out there um, on the market as well, and there are also, you know, copycats and things like that. So we wanted um, to really understand our audience and our mums and community, um, and, you know, Instagram was really great for starting out and connecting. Um, the whole community on there is very tight-knit, and, you know, you eventually get engaging, um, with, you know, a bunch of mums um, and families and stuff like that, especially over COVID, a lot of people are online. Um, and uh, I guess trying to map out a brand that speaks to people is really important because you can have a really great product, but if you have a brand that can't connect with its audience and um, especially, you know, in a millennials market, um, you know, we, we wanted to, um, you know, have this sort of, archetype, I don't know what you call it, that's, you know, a brand that is nurturing, that wants to look after women, that's really born from a place of love and aroha and yeah, so um, that was the starting point and um, building a beautiful brand image, um, something that, you know, because we have a beautiful product, we want a beautiful image to go with it so that, you know, um, it's something that's remembered by audience. So, yeah, something that makes mums feel special. So that's, that's what we've hoped to achieve, yeah. And I definitely think you have, just even going on your Instagram and your website, there's a great feel that your branding has actually bought. And one aspect of that that I'd love to talk to you about is your packaging in particular. It's such beautiful, simple designs. And I love, you mentioned on your website, which is really great. It's goodness you can see. And that's why, you know, your containers are clear. And I think that's such a beautiful thing as well, because it's all natural, as you've been mentioning. How did you come across your design and how did you really think this is how I'm going to speak to my community and my audience? I guess I'm quite lucky that I have a background in um, packaging and graphic design. So I was able to, you know, touch on those skills. Um, and because it's a brand that's really born from a place of love and wanting to help other women, it was easy for me to picture it in my head because it had it's probably been in my head for a long time, for about four years, but I never actually did anything about it. You know, so, you know, you hop onto Alibaba and, you know, all these funny, funny websites and you talk to packaging suppliers and then you, you know, order a bunch of samples and see what works and what doesn't. Um, and um, for the graphics, um, I guess I did a mood board and um, did a mood board and just, you know, things like colour inspirations and stuff like that. And, you know, what really, because because I believe that my audience is actually probably me 
you know, I would want to buy this product. I really touched on that. So, um, yeah, I guess that's where the, the universe of the brand um, started from and creating that. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. I would love to hear more about your Instagram strategy. What was the thought process behind being able to grow your account? Because at the moment, I think you're sitting around 95 thousand followers I think I last saw I would love to hear more about that so it took ages to actually grow my Instagram you know it always starts off very slow so I started when I didn't have a product to show as well but I started off um I guess with yeah just imagery that I felt aligned with the brand I was trying to build um a lot of my Instagram strategy comes from trying to you know have touch points with the audience where they can relate to it, you know, like whether it's any build content pillars from that, you know, like, you know, like being a mum, especially of young kids and of babies, you know, some mums, they message me and they haven't had a shower in days and the baby's crying and screaming because they can't produce milk and they can't feed it. And they're just, they're just, you know, really, really, really down and then postpartum depression, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes they just want someone to, or something, they want to look at something that makes them feel understood and that it's relatable you know we're not trying to sugarcoat motherhood but we're trying to show that it's a beautiful journey as well but you know it's it's real you know like that shit's tough so um yeah you know things like memes and stories storytelling is a huge part of it um especially through imagery um and um yeah it's funny it's it's funny that nowadays a brand a brand can't really just sell on just product alone. It needs to have this whole persona behind it. So that's what we try to make our Instagram, this personality that people can really engage with. So, um, yeah, that's just a strategy that um, we've, you know, tried and it's worked. Um, and we're just slowly, slowly growing, slowly getting there. So, yeah. Very insightful. And you're doing such a great job. And I love seeing all that actually represented through your feed. And you touched upon earlier how you wish, you know, there was some more education about, you know, lactation and even just becoming a new mum. Is that also what you're trying to push through your Instagram as well as like helpfully educating your audience? Yes, um, we do have some content pillars where we do touch, you know, on education. Um, but, um, you know, it's hard when we're a brand and we're not necessarily, you know, um, direct experts to the field. So we will get, we'll introduce, you know, um, experts from sort of like a location consultant to put in their um, feedback and, you know, give some advice that we might be able to post into a post and a caption. Um, or we do lots of um, Q&As where people might be able to ask a question and we can put them across to ask an expert kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, all of that has been really helpful. You know, it's just sort of, um, yeah, in, engaging on the network that is available to meet the needs of our audience, yeah. 
Such a great strategy. And I also saw that you've been doing a few giveaways. How have giveaways helped your brand grow? Um, giveaways have been great to help the brand grow. It's I find that it's um, more of um, getting the name out there and being seen in different circles um, that has been helpful. Um, and, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, giveaways do their job in trying to help grow your follower numbers. So, you know, it's, it's sort of a necessary evil, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And it's it's great exposure and great brand awareness, which I think you're doing an amazing job of. But circling back to your, your products, so you've launched, you've got your three whey proteins and you've got your lactation blends, which have incredible flavors. How was launch day for you? And what were some of the emotions going through or any, I guess, expectations that you might have had that you were able to achieve on launch day? Um, so we did a pre-launch probably a month before actual official launch um, just to get that build up and see what the response was. So um, pre-launch was was good. I didn't have any expectations for that. Um, we had a very small quantity, but we were able to, well, yeah, we were able to sell it um, within two weeks. Um, and then uh, we, yeah, took about a month to start planning the actual launch and get a little bit more product in. So on launch day, I didn't actually have any expectations. I just had hopes and fingers crossed and toes crossed that everything would be okay and um yeah it was a really good um it was a really good um good launch day you know like it was better than I had hoped for um you know we had worked with some influencers to spread our name um and that we were launching on that day as well so it was good content coming in on the day you know a lot of reshares and stuff like that and you know some hype um, so, yeah, it was really, really nice to, you know, see some nice numbers on the very first day. Um, gave me hope. So, yeah. Definitely. And I know your growth has just continued to, you know, skyrocket from there. You know, you've had such great success in your a very small time of being a business. Would you be willing to share some of the revenue numbers that you've had in such a short amount of time? Revenue numbers? Um feel a little bit hesitant That's okay. <laughs> um, to share that, but um, we can definitely share things like our conversion rates um, and our returning customers, which I feel speak a little bit more because um, to me, that just shows me that we have a brand and products that people do keep coming back to and it helps encourage us to keep moving forward. Um, so we have about 40, 40 to 45% um, returning customers and um, a lot of them buy you know, up to I guess, on average, five to six times um, again and again, which is, you know, quite a nice returning customer rate. Um, and for our conversion rates, it's, it's at about, you know, 7%-ish at the moment, which is, you know, obviously a nice number, um, you know, when, you know, you get good traffic and stuff. So, yeah, it's been nice to um, see the results of, you know, the hard work <laughs> put in So and starting out, you know, um, yeah, definitely gives us hope for the future. So, yeah. Definitely. And I think it's great, you know, you mentioned on returning customers as well, because that means you've got a product that people want to continue buying and continue to have on um, in their kitchens and, and work with your product. And did that just motivate you more and more to continue developing your line? Because now you have hot drinks as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've taken a lot of feedback from our customers and our mums, um, sort of that community and the village that we have. Um, we get, you know, a lot of DMs, you know, each day and I love chatting to all the different moms and getting their feedback on what they want to see, what helps them. Um, you know, it's, it's all about having a brand that gives back, that helps people, it helps meet their needs. 
you know, um, this is just building something beautiful. You know, we want to have a beautiful brand that gives beautiful product that people, that adds to their life, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, them just wanting to give their kids, you know, something that's safe for the kids as well. Because, you know, if you're having a smoothie or you're having a, like a hot pudding bowl um, or a smoothie bowl or something, you know, chances are the kids or the toddlers want to have some as well. So we want to make sure, you know, that um, whatever they're having meets their needs and also their kids' needs and whatever's going on in the crazy, busy, beautiful life. Yeah. Amazing. And from speaking to your customers and consumers, I'm sure that they've been very inventive with the way they're actually using your products. Have you even been inspired yourself with how some of your customers are using your products? You mentioned baking, smoothie bowls and things like that. Yeah, um, it's actually really surprised me just how um, how much they share back with us as well. And it's invaluable to have that connection with our customers and our mums. You know, we call we call our community like our village because it really does feel like a village, especially when they send you pictures of what they've baked or what they've made or, you know, someone made a curry with our um, original lactation blend. And it was crazy because I'd never seen a curry made with lactation blends before, you know. So yeah, it's 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 really nice to you know have that um, feedback and 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 adds to content as well you know which is on top of everybody's mind all the time. So you know it's it's lovely to you know chat to mums and see their creations and yeah feel feel validated by them. Yeah. I think it's great that you have that one to one connection with your audience and your mums and you call them a village because that's really nice that you've got such a large community. And you mentioned social proof has been something that's really, really big for you. How have you managed to use your social proof? Have you used it just on Instagram or advertising? Uh, what's been most valuable to you? I can't say that I've actually used used our content to the fullest. Um, I have a library that sort of sits there. But um, because we're able to have a lot of story shares and stuff coming through, you know, each day and each week and stuff, it sort of renews itself. And I, you know... Um, the ones that sit on top of mind, you know, I save and I keep and I put it, you know, in that category, in that file where it may come back and useful one day. Um, you know, things like um, advertising, we haven't gone full on into that yet. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. It's it's just that I, for our brand, word of mouth has just been paramount um, to our growth um, and, you know, nothing speaks louder than word of mouth. Um, and so it's just um, really helped spur that on. Um, and, yeah, so advertising, you know, the notion of advertising is there, but maybe breaking into a new market or something, we'll start using a lot of user-generated content a lot more. Um, and, yeah, because we don't want to grow too big too fast. We want to, you know, be able to grow at a pace that, you know, it does build on that connection with customers and keeps this loyal following, um, you know, joining us on our journey. Definitely. And I completely agree with that. Having that connection to customers, as you just said, is really, really invaluable. And you also have had quite a few stockists actually stock your brand as well. How did that come about? Did they reach out to you or did you reach out to some of these stockists? Um, most of them um, reached out to me. Um, there are a few dream stoppers that I have reached out to, but it's extremely hard to be stocked with you know, brands that obviously are very popular. So um, we're still working on that in the background. So many of my stockers, yeah, we've been approached, um, which has been really lovely because, you know, it shows that, you know, there's this need um, for our product. Um, yeah. 
And have you found any difference between having your products in store versus online? Do you feel like a lot of people are going into these stores looking for your product? Have you had any feedback like that or is most of your traffic from online? Um, most of my traffic is online. Um, I guess that's another strategy that I need to look in more into is, you know, wholesaling to stockers and stuff or whether we sort of keep it mostly um you know, native to our own website um, where we're able to have, you know, more touch points with the consumer and mum herself, you know. Um, we're able to control the brand narrative a lot more better when it's direct to our mums, yeah. That's really great. And I, I love that, you know, you have such a close collection, like I've said it again and again. Once launching, you know, your hot drinks, your protein and your uh, lactation blends, what has been the most popular for you or the one that you see is always adding to people's carts that you were kind of either shocked by or you knew it would be like a great seller? Um, so the hot chocolate has been really popular over the winter months um, and the chai, um, I have, I've been surprised by that because, you know, chai is a very particular, you know, flavour profile and um, at first not a lot of people were adding chai to their shopping carts but the more people tried it because you know we've kept it as authentic as possible you know we use like the real grinded down spices there's no flavoring in it you know it's all like cardamom and cloves and ginger it's like the real you know um ayurvedic spices that actually help help your body heal and you know feel warm on winter days and stuff so yeah the hot drinks have definitely very very popular originally they were supposed to be limited edition and just for winter but because the demand was so high and i was just getting a little too many messages of you know people saying please leave it like you know there are a few expletives in there and i was like okay okay i can't you know <laughs> so yeah yeah, I can't be every day, so I have to keep it on. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what the customer asks. But I, I definitely yeah. know that your caramelized white chocolate stood out to me. I was like, that sounds absolutely divine. So I can understand why people wanted it to stay as a regular item. And I, I guess the chai in itself is just really great that you use those natural ingredients and you're really, really trying to keep it authentic like you have with all of your other products. Are there any ideas that you're kind of thinking of flavors that you want to experiment with next or you've had some good feedback on or ideas? Yeah, we're working a few ranges in the background. Um, I can't say much about it now, but um, it's it's all based on feedback that we've gotten from our consumers. And, um, yeah, so it's it'll be a bit of a pivot from just lactation um, and, you know, mums and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be excited to launch it when we finally get there. It's still in early stages, so, yeah. Got to keep everyone on their toes, especially if there is that demand for it in particular. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't give too much away, which I, I really, really like. And I think it's more exciting when, you know, you do announce that you've got new products coming out as well. Um, and that kind of leads me to my next question. What's kind of the next steps for your brand? Do you have any goals that you really want to achieve in the next month or the next year? Um, yeah, we we have a um, business plan in place and, um, you know, we've got um, two really amazing business advisors. Um, at the moment, we're just sort of trying to focus on scaling up, um, which is, you know, our medium term goal um, so there are challenges in that itself um, and yeah we've had um, a few Australian stockers stockers reach out to us so it's you know figuring all of you know that out as well like logistics is a nightmare and hysteria etc so you know new levels new devils as they say so yeah 
So in your next stages of growth, you've got a few really great ideas that are coming in and really, really exciting. And I know that you had quite the amount of success during the first six months of your business. Would you like to share more about that? Um, one year-ish. Um, yeah, we just hit one year in August. Um, yeah, so um, I guess we, we did hit six figures in six months, um, which has been, you know, very encouraging. Um, yeah, yeah. It's always a good thing to see numbers like that. So, yeah. Definitely. And it's very motivating in the fact that, you know, you've got a brand that is really connecting with people. You're bringing out new products that a lot of people are excited for and you're trying new things, which is always really, really great. And wrapping up here, there's one question that I always love asking everyone that I talk to. And, you know, you've had a lot of learnings throughout this whole, whole experience. If I could ask this last question, would it be, it would be, what would be the one key bit of advice that you would like to share with anyone listening that might be going through the same stages of yours, maybe not having any idea and then finding start and scale and wanting to create their own business? What would be that bit of advice? Know your audience really, really well. Um, you know, find all the different ways. Try everything to connect with them, whether it's, you know, having one-on-one conversations with everyone who comes across your Instagram page. Um, starting from there is, you know, a really good step um, and just asking a lot of questions and encouraging feedback all the time. That's That's been key, you know, in, in, in building a brand and building products that actually, that people actually want to, you know, use and have in their life um, and connect with. So, yeah. It's such great advice. And I think it's completely correct. Having that feedback loop is so important and so integral to building a brand And, you know, I just want to thank you again, Wendy, for sitting down and and sharing your experience and sharing your learnings, because I definitely know that you'll inspire a lot of people listening. And I look forward to catching up with you, hopefully again, when we reach maybe that one and a half, two year mark to see how you're going and, and see all your new products. So thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want access to the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com slash course training or follow the link in the show notes. 